Hello and welcome to another episode of the RAG podcast with me, Sean Anderson, the CEO and founder of Hoxo Media, the inbound marketing agency for the recruitment sector globally. Um, the RAG podcast has been coming to you for the last just under two years um, with the aim of effectively interviewing recruitment leaders around the world and telling their story of success to support the next generation, to help those that are effectively already you know in the in the thick of, of the early days of recruitment growth um but also the guys that haven't even started yet the people that are sat in agencies today who are thinking i want to start an agency tomorrow the people that wouldn't necessarily be able to ask their boss what it's really like to grow a recruitment company in today's era and effectively to just to learn from those that have already trodden the path so over the last Two years, I've interviewed over 150 recruitment owners around the world and told their stories. I've told their stories of growing headcount, growing offices, growing um, new divisions. I've, I've, I've heard about the ups, the downs, the nightmares, the alcohol addictions, the divorces, the, 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 the big 20 million sales. We've talked about so many different things on this podcast in the last two years. Um, but it feels like a pivotal moment now. It feels like a time with COVID-19 where effectively uh, we are, we're at a position where we're, we're, you know, the world has changed. And previously, a lot of the focus on this show was looking backwards and talking about the past, being able to draw upon the experience from recruiters in the past um and, and and there's still there's still a lot of relevance in that but moving forward for this podcast from today's show onwards it's all about looking forward okay it's all about looking forward because the truth is as we now live in a in a truly digital world as we've been transformed in the way that we work in the way that we live things will never go back to the way they were even um you know in the light of a vaccine being announced potentially this week we are, we're never going back to exactly where we were. So today I'm live on LinkedIn Live. So welcome if you're watching live on LinkedIn. Um, if you're listening back on the podcast or YouTube, um, we will be hosting almost all of our podcasts now on LinkedIn Live so that we can uh, reach more people and, and provide a platform um, in real time for people to ask questions as opposed to it all being in, in retrospect. Um, and... Yeah, I'm really pleased. Today I'm on my own. I've got no guest with me today. It's a solo. I've got my dog, but he's not uh, He's not got the ability to offer any opinions, I'm afraid, on this market. Um, but today is the first uh, of the new series, the new format. And from today onwards, I will be joined by, by guests from both the UK and Australia uh, as we run up to Christmas. So I've made some notes for today's episode to, to run through. And for those of you that are live on LinkedIn, if you've got any questions, I'm more than happy to answer them at the end of the show as well. Um, so today's today's session, well, I wanted to just go into what I've seen in the last couple of weeks since the UK's second lockdown was announced. Um, if you cast your mind back to March, we all, the, the way I described it was we got effectively punched in the side of the head, blindfolded by this virus. I remember being... I was on them. Literally, I was I was recording a podcast in my office with a guy called Ben Alexander from uh, Tech Intellect, one of my clients. And I'd just come from a meeting in the city. I'd just been out in the, in the Ned in in London, and I remember going into the Ned, and it was quite busy. And then when I left the Ned, it was empty. 
and I was like, the city was just dead. So I went back to my office. We met with met up with Ben. We did a podcast together, and we were kind of joking and laughing about the reality of what this might mean. And we, you know, we we thought it'd be a couple of weeks. The same, the sec, the day after the Thursday was the last time I went to the office, and that was I think 16th of March, something like that. Um, and and the virus took us all, you know from a complete angle where we weren't expecting it and it affected us all in so many different ways. Fast forward the best part of seven months or so months and, you know, we've had a very mixed um, a mixed experience. I think looking at the the recruitment market from the, from the, the, the position that I do, I think we've survived very, very well um, across the board. Recruiters absolutely um, maximized their time um, and maximized opportunities with the furlough scheme, et cetera. And they, and they took that opportunity to really think about how they wanted to work, not necessarily what they wanted to do, but how they wanted to do it. And I saw a real shift in the way that recruiters operated from launching webinar strategies, launching podcasts like this, launching um, effectively community-based activities that were going to help their candidates and clients, regardless of whether there was a job at the end of it. It was... Um, it was incredible um, to see the transformation in in the people that that I dealt with, um, and I think the fact is, we we it felt like the market was completely coming back to normal, or there was there was, there was some huge changes and huge shifts in confidence in in, in August and September, um, and as we launched the Hoxo Academy, and I was spending so much time with with a, so many owners. The first question I ask every week is, how are you feeling? And the, the the feedback was so positive, so positive. You know, more jobs, more candidates, more opportunity. Record months, pre-COVID levels. These were conversations and things I was hearing all the time. So when we got the, you know, the, the tier two, tier three, and then further lockdown announcements, my biggest fear was, what would this mean for, for my client base, for you guys? What would this mean for recruiters? Would this be a setback? Would this be another, um, another, you know, repeat of March? And I'm really pleased to say that I know we're only a week in. I know we're not, you know, we're not out of the woods by any stretch. It's so early on, but I'm really pleased to say in the first week, it's not felt anything like March. It's not felt anything like March. The conversations we've had, I've probably spoke to at least 150 recruitment owners this week in some way, shape, or form, um, and I think I've heard a couple of murmurs of, of negativity but across the board it's been positive people's abilities now to operate remotely to you know conduct their business uh, through video to you know to to deliver a service and deliver a feeling across the group within their businesses um, of positivity remotely is something that is just ingrained in lots of organizations don't get me wrong i think so many of us are craving going back and so many people are craving the the variety that going to an office and and you know traveling in and out brings um but on the whole i think the the, the response from the recruitment market has been particularly positive so um i just want to reassure anyone who's listening that you know you might be feeling good about yourself and you might be thinking you know is it just me well no across the board you know, myself and, and others in, in a similar position have, have all agreed on on certain calls that our client base are, are really positive, which is good. Um, so the new show, in light of this, the new show that I want to I want to shift to 
is really about the future, as I said. So how do we take the things that we're doing now and, and kick it on? How do we turn it into, um, you know, how do we turn our businesses into absolute machines that build, that are built for a digital economy in 2021 and beyond? You know, how we, we, we can learn a lot from the past, but we do need to think, how can we take what we've learned in 2020 and, and expand on it next year? So the podcast is going to be all about the recruitment agency growth is all about a modern recruitment agency. Not, not, not one that was built for the 1980s, 90s. Not, no, 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 no. The, build, the business that's built for 2021 is what I want to focus on. And what does that look like? Okay. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to interview people who are excelling and have clear opinions and, and examples to demonstrate where they've succeeded in marketing. So that's everything from social media, personal branding, inbound, um, paid strategies, um, digital um, end-to-end uh, digital marketing that that can prove ROI from a sales perspective for recruiters. I'm gonna we're gonna get under the bonnet of as many stories as we can, as regular as we can on that. Obviously, closely linked to the work that I do for Hoxo. We're going to look at technology. We're going to talk to technology suppliers. We're going to talk to recruiters that are, have, have completely embraced technology and find out why. What are the latest tools out there on the market that can offer you know a, this modern business success? Um, what what flaws do we need to look at? What things do we need to think about when we're purchasing products, etc.? What you know, I don't want. I want to be able to provide as much value so you guys aren't in the dark when making really critical decisions next year. Um, I want to look at interviewing people who've got standout examples of, of, of their digital operation. So those that are, you know, running medium, small, large teams, um, and are coming up with really innovative ways to get it, to get it right, to, to engage each other, to, um, to keep culture. Um, it's interesting. Hoxo, we've not furloughed. We didn't furlough anyone. We, we did make a couple of decisions to let a couple of people go early on in the, in the, in the, in March, which was very difficult, but we had to do it. And then we, we didn't furlough anyone. We kept the team together. And for me, I think the culture is better now than it was going into this virus. I think the fact is we, we worked together on it. We were, we, there was blood, sweat and tears from everyone. We, you know, we, we sat there daily looking at where we were with our customers, what we were trying to achieve, what we we're trying to do. Um, we definitely lacked that face-to-face interaction. We lacked the ability to, you know, laugh and joke and at the beginning, but as it's got more and more common, you know, we've, we've really, really lent on the digital assets we've got to, to keep the culture there. So things like we use Google chat, um, which is effectively like a, you know, a Slack, alternative that's free within the google suite and you know the google chat in our business now is is pumping every day there's 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 serious chat there's business chat and then there's there's ridiculous chat there's hilarious chat there's um there's the stuff that you would talk about at the desk at the um at the you know around around the tables or getting a coffee we're, we're trying to be more culturally aware i think is the word early on it was so like you know we check in we'd have a meeting be business related five minutes here ten minutes there thirty minutes there but you lack that just a bit of just social interaction, the humorous stuff, the stuff that's not related back to work. And we've worked really hard to build that in now, and it feels like it's it's working. And again, I've heard I've heard from a, a couple of my recruitment clients in the last two weeks that they're having no non-recruitment meetings. And what I mean by that is they're having meetings where you're not allowed to talk about your clients. You're not allowed to talk about your candidates. You're not allowed to talk about finance. You're not allowed to talk about revenue targets. Nothing. It's just about 
the world and you and what's going on and who's got a story for us from the weekend and probably overly, um, you know, engineering those conversations that would happen more naturally in an office. But that's the situation we're in, you know, that's the, that's the, the, the cold hard facts are we can't just rely on bumping into people. We have to schedule it. So um, we've been doing something similar. Like our Monday morning kickoffs now, 30 minutes with the team. We, we don't really talk about anything other than, what, what what everyone's been up to, and it's 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 actually really good fun. Like you you start to see more people come out of the woodwork, um, and it's been it's been it's been wicked. So I'm really excited to interview more people this year and find out more tips around that. Um, I'm currently listening to a book. I don't know if you, anyone's listened to it. It's called No Rules Rules by the the story of Netflix and the way they've built their culture. I'm very early on in the book, so I don't want to quote too much, but. The early stages of the, uh, the the early signs of what I'm reading is it's it's going to be absolutely amazing for you know for for thinking about how your culture can evolve in 2021. Netflix have obviously one of the most widely regarded businesses on the planet, and the way they've managed their staff and the way they've put a lack of process in from day one till now is is incredible. So I'd implore you to if you if you get a chance download get on Amazon or, or Audible or whatever and get the the book No Rules Rules by Netflix. I've really enjoyed the start of it. And then finally, alongside the social media, the branding, the technology, and the digital operations, I think the mental health, the personal side of being a recruiter, the human element is still something I, I don't want to drop. We've done some, I've done some really interesting episodes recently that, you know, I've talked about everything from divorce to um, alcohol addiction to um, losing family members in horrific accidents. I mean, there's been some really, really sad stories and really like, you know, emotional stories that, that I've, that I've had on, on this show that the feedback has been incredible. The, the messages, the amount of messages from people saying, do you know what that really helped or really resonated? And, um, I think it's important as, as we live in this more isolated world, we know mental health is, is, it was already a huge problem, but it's an, it's a remarkably big issue right now. Um, and it's only going to go, you know, it's only going to get more and more tricky. So I want to continually bring in coaches, people with expertise to support people that are recruiters, recruitment owners that are leading, leading the way in this front that have got cool ideas like Paul Hallam in, in Australia, the owner of six degrees executive, who I'm going to be bringing on this show in the next couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. he, he was part of my Hoxo Academy and he told me early on that he he was launching a, a mental health day where he gave the whole team a day off and no other reason but just just to give them a you know a day to themselves and to decompress and not think about work and and it was something that I was like you know we, we've got to do that and we, we did it in September and it was brilliant it was really good um it was a you know, a long old slog this summer and to, to say to the team, take a day off that's got nothing to do with their annual leave or anything. We had a bit of fun in the morning. We did like a quiz thing in the morning. A bloody quiz, more quizzes. Um, but we did do one and it was fun. And then everyone just had the day off and, and it was uh, it was really nice. It was really good. Now, the funny thing is when you go out and you talk about those things like I do on the show, you're always opening yourself up for, um, you, you always open yourself up for, for negativity you open yourself up for people to take a pop. I remember when I posted that I was doing that mental health day, I got some really nasty messages. I got this guy 
dropped me a note like, who do you think you are? He's like, put, he said, you don't give, what did he say? He said something like, you don't give your team a day off in seven months and then you announce it when they have one day. And I was like, did you read what I wrote? I was like, <laughs> I was a bit shocked. I was like, did you actually read what I wrote? Um, you know, they had time off. I didn't like ban annual leave. I just opened, closed the company for a day to give them a bit of a respite. So, um, you know, with with all of these decisions, with all of this information, there's always going to be people that don't agree with it. Um, but that ain't going to put me off. It's not going to stop the podcast. It's not going to stop what we're trying to do. And um, I hope I hope it won't. You know, from you guys for the initiatives that you're gonna you're gonna start to put into your businesses. There will always be two sides to every coin. There'll always be opinions that go against what you're thinking of doing. But, um, you know, I, th I think it's time to experiment. It's time to trial new things because, you know, the world is changing. So um, in light of all of this, this work that we're going to do, all these new episodes that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna run with, the format up until Christmas is going to be every Tuesday live at 2 o'clock. I'm going to be here, but with a guest. And we're going to be talking specifically about something UK related. I'm going to have a UK representative um, or maybe from, from the US because of the time zone. And we're going to be talking specifically about um, what we can do right now to get through the second lockdown, what next year looks like. One of those topics I've talked about. Then on Thursdays at 8 a.m. UK time, which is 7 p.m. in Australia, me and Pete Watson, who's um, a Hoxo ambassador. He works with us over in Australia now. He's the founder of Mint Recruitment to Recruitment. And he's the host of the Recruitment Journeys podcast, also sponsored by uh, Vincere, our, our proud partner. Um, he, me and him are going to be interviewing some really high-profile, interesting guests, leaders of, of amazing recruitment companies in Australia to talk about their experience. Because if you don't know guys listening here, that specifically the guys in Australia, in Victoria, in Melbourne, um, and the surrounding towns, they, they went into lockdown in March and they only just came out about two, three weeks ago. So we're talking about the harshest lockdown in the world. And these guys somehow managed to live for seven months as parents with their children in the house, not going back to school, as business owners, as wives, as husbands, as fathers, as, you know, as daughters, as brothers, as sisters. They did so many things whilst being in the square no, in, in, within the vicinity of the house. These guys were not allowed to travel further than, I think it was five kilometers. They weren't allowed out in after 8.30 p.m. at night. If you were found in the street after 8.30 p.m., I believe there was a fine uh, attached. Um, this was super, super lockdown. This is another level than, you know, what we're going through in Manchester and London and Birmingham and all the rest of it. This was severe, but one I've coached a number of these people through this period from a Hoxo perspective. And I've never. I was over. I've been overwhelmed by the by the the resilience that I've seen from them. The the positivity, the the attitude. These guys are learning. Like they're you know they're investing in courses, in programs. They're they're they're, they're homeschooling. They're they're doing so much. And I believe that you know taking direct. If we're going to look back, let's look back at mo the most relevant scenarios to today and tomorrow as opposed to 15 years ago in a, in, a, in a recruitment company. So I've got a really cool list of people lined up Thursdays at 8 o'clock in the morning. So if you wake up in the UK and you can't make 8, um, 
I know Leisha, who's, who's listening, Leisha Holmes uh, from Key Recruitment. She uh, she's on my academy at 8 a.m. and always has a, has a bit of fun trying to make it. Um, it's not the, it might not be the ideal time for everyone, so it will be live. It, be, it will stay on the Hoxo Media LinkedIn page throughout the day. Um, and if you if you can't make it, you can just go in and watch it when you get up, or wait 24 hours and we'll be we'll have it on the podcast. We'll have it on YouTube. So. You're effectively going to have Tuesdays and Thursdays. It'll be on the Hoxo page whenever you want on LinkedIn, and it's going to be on the podcast, and it's going to be on YouTube. So you're going to have lots and lots of opportunity to consume that content. So don't worry if you if you can't make the live shows. Um, but we are we, we want to give you as much opportunity as possible. Um, okay. What other? So I just want to give you my opinion on on what what I think is going to happen in the next year or so in our market, and the things that you you really need to consider if you are serious about this modern recruitment company all right now there's no there's no um stranger or denying that my my business is a marketing agency and and both a coaching business and a, and a marketing agency and i do promote the benefits of personal branding of content creation of inbound marketing to benefit your business now don't forget my background was as a recruiter i spent seven years Randstad and Venquist working as a recruiter. I was a contract recruiter. I was, I was trained by some unbelievable people. And all we did was pick up the phone, right? All we did was meet, have coffees, have beers, have lunches. And I, I've been there. I've been the guy that was doing that. I've, I've, I've absolutely, I've built a lot of money. I've, you know, I've done almost a million quid a year doing it. I know it's, it worked. It worked, and it still works today. I'm not, I'm not saying. In 2020, if you you know you smash the phones, you won't do deals. I really, I'm, I, I believe you will. But what what has happened online in the last three to five years, especially on LinkedIn, is is absolutely like revolutionary. You know, looking at the three, looking at the seven years before when I was in recruitment, LinkedIn did not change that dramatically in seven years, like it has done in the last three. I don't know if you're watching on LinkedIn. Would you agree on that? You know, I remember using it to search for candidates, using it to send messages. I used it to, I used LinkedIn to post jobs and I used LinkedIn to read, I don't even know if I enjoyed reading the articles, to be honest, on, on the <laughs> on the market news. It used to pull the shit out of me, but um, I was on there as a presence, right? Um, but now it's becoming like, it's becoming a vehicle where we can do so much more and we can reach thousands of people every single day thousands of people through the the messages we put out there the the content we produce we can we can get our individual desk level information out to the masses for free on a daily basis this is an opportunity we didn't have this was not something we were trained on it's not something we did it's not something we we thought about five six seven years ago it just did not exist in our sector but it does now so to me the modern recruitment company is a bit like a it's like a triangle effect right if you can see me on the video i'm i'm, I'm holding my hands at a triangle um what what i from a marketing perspective you want to look at your agency like like an iceberg right you've got at the tip of the iceberg you've got the company page you've got the brand you've got the logo you've got the what we do the website um, and that is literally the tip of the iceberg. It's what holds the rest of the um, the rest of the you know the the iceberg together, and it pops out at the top. But underneath that, submerged, is every single individual in your business. Whether you've got two, three, four, five, or five hundred recruiters, every single person that's got a sales focus in that team 
has an opportunity and a responsibility in the future to build a brand. Um, because the sheer compound effect of utilizing each individual in your business is so much more powerful than having a cracking company page. Without a doubt. You know, we get I get so many recruiters say to me, but we've got 50,000 followers on our LinkedIn page. So, like, the amount of times I've read and looked at those pages and looked for engagement and found zero, 90% of recruiters' pages are built because they use job credits on LinkedIn. And job credits on LinkedIn mean that someone applies, they automatically follow your company. So it's an artificial following that doesn't actually wake up wanting to know what's going on in your life. They don't, they don't get engaged by the things you say. So you, I'm not saying ignore your company page, but it is the tip of the iceberg. It is the you know, cherry on the cake. Um, it's what's going on underneath at a desk level, at a team level, uh, is, is what's going to have the biggest direct impact on your brand. You know, if you've got 10 people, each with 2000 LinkedIn contacts, and I'm talking about targeted contact, people that are exactly the type of people they want to work with in the future. And each of those people in that business have a, a very, very basic LinkedIn strategy. That's 20,000, no, two, two times 10, 20,000 potential first degree connections that can get influenced by the content that your team produce every day. Just sit and think about that for a sec. Like 20,000, we see these numbers. The funny thing is I get, I mean, I'm on a, I've been on my academy calls all morning and people are like, yeah, I only got 5,000 views on that one. <laughs> and I'm like, five fucking thousand, you know? We're panicking because 300 people in the country are dying every day due to COVID, which is horrendous, right? But 300, imagine it was 15,000 or 5,000 a day. That's the sort of numbers that shit scare, like throw the, the shit scares to people. But when it comes to your brand, we're just like, oh, it's only 5,000. Oh. And it might be because you're comparing it to these influencers on LinkedIn, you know, the people that do it all day, every day, and that's all they do. And they have these little pods that artificially generate it all. And there's all sorts going on. Forget all that. Focus on yourself. Focus on you and your team and think, if I've got my market, I know I, I recruit this expertise and I can get, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 people in my market to be connected as a first degree connection and I can talk to them and I can communicate to them and I can put valuable content. I can talk about the skills I have, the knowledge I have. I can help. The, the key word is I can help them online for free with no agenda every single day. Then that collectively as a group will be incredibly powerful. It's the, it's, it's based on, my theories are all based on a book I read a few years ago. I don't know if you guys have read it. It's called The Compound Effect by a guy called Darren Hardy. And uh, The Compound Effect talks about small incremental changes and the impact they have over a sustained period of time. So, you know, a bit like... Let's look at diet for, for, for an example, right? If you want to lose weight, of course, you can do a crash diet. You can eat 500 calories a day for three weeks and skinny yourself out and, you know, you'll probably collapse and look like shit. Um, but the, the, the safest way to do it would be to have a moderately, you know, healthy diet and exercise over a sustained period of time. You know, you eat a little bit less, you do a little bit more movement, you do it every day for a year, you're going to look completely different in a year. Okay. Look at your bank account, you know, 
of course you could win the lottery or you could, you know, get a huge pay rise or whatever. But if you want to have a, a much better financial situation in 12 months time, putting a little bit of money away every week, every month, only a small amount would in a year's time dramatically you know, increase and think about compound interest. That's a whole different conversation over, over, you know, a much longer sustained period of time. But the truth is looking at our recruitment job. If we, you know, if we judged our performance based on the first three months as a recruiter, we'd all have quit. <laughs> we'd have all backed it in because it was like so volatile. You have one day that's good. You have one day that's shite. You have a candidate drop out. You have a client pull a roll. It's volatile. But I guarantee, yes or no, if you're listening, you know, have you said to your teams or yourself, just keep at it, just stick at it, stick to the process, do it, keep going, keep going, just do it a bit longer, do it for three months, do it for six months, do it for nine months. And if someone sticks the workload in day in, day out, and they keep doing those little changes, I guarantee every single one of you could, could you know, could re refer to a success story you're familiar with where it's paid off. And for me, that's the, that's, the, that's the game next year. You know, the game is getting as many people in your business to make small incremental changes consistently over a longer period of time, you know, and that will have the biggest impact on your business. We can all have an amazing one-off campaign. We can all do an amazing post, one-off post. We can all do some fast, fast, quick wins, but truth, true brand growth takes time, takes dedication and um if i look back at my i mean i've been doing this for for nearly four years now i've not missed arguably not missed a uh, two days in a row on linkedin i don't think in in the week since early 2017 i don't you know some days it flops some days it goes really well and and i learn and i optimize and i document but i the, the number one ingredient is consistency for me i'll outwork people i'll, I'll just turn up <laughs> on the day you don't turn up i'll be there that's how I was in recruitment. That's how I am in relationships. That's how I am with my friendships. That's how I am with my family. I think consistency is the one skill set that can't be taught, but it, it you can guide someone, and if they follow it and they do it, like if they have that inner drive to do it, that you know it pays off in all areas of life. So next year, in my opinion, that is an incredible, um, incredible opportunity that you've got. And also think about the, you know, the time it takes, you know, think about the time it takes to pick up the phone. It's like, you know, it's all about manpower. It's all about flesh, you know, and think about how many, you know, how many days have you had in your career where you've had a day off and you felt Fuck, I don't know, jobs come in or, you know, stuff's happening. I'm missing out. I can't get older that. And, you know, your desk has been very dependent on your absolute nuts and bolts input every single day it's a hamster wheel it's a fucking hamster wheel right um whereas if you get your brand pumping and you make those small incremental changes you know even if you're off work doesn't mean you can't schedule content and you can keep your face out there you can keep your noise out there you can keep engaging that two three four five thousand people even when you're sunning yourself if we ever get to sun ourselves again um but it allows for greater consistency it allows for a better balance and more than more than anything, more than anything, it's about how we do the job. It's about how we make our money. I'd honestly say 90% of the people that have left our industry did not like how they made their money. Think about that. I don't think they enjoyed the how. 
I think they enjoyed the, the the returns. I think the concept of recruitment of putting two people in a room before they're in the room and pairing them up and getting them excited, getting them prepared. I think all of that brilliant. But the how, the the the, the sheer manpower element to it, the the cold element to it, you know, the, is 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 the reason people have left, um, and it's going to change. You know that people want to enjoy how they do their job, and they shouldn't have to. I don't. I think with the new skills, the new way of working, the how is going to change. The how is going to change, and people are going to be smarter. People are going to be much smarter with how they do what they do. I was saying this to the guys on my podcast, on my on my academy the other day. I was like, you know, we grew up in a world where we used to knock on doors. We used to remember our neighbors' numbers, our mates. I still remember my high school mates' mo- home numbers. I don't even know my own mobile half the time. But we used to knock on doors. We used to phone their house. We used to, we we were we were built in a way and in, in an era where we were cold calling anyway. Like so, when you got in a job, it wasn't that scary or that much of a surprise. Whereas now you're going to have a generation of kids that are used to being on headsets talking on Fortnite, you know, FIFA, Slack, all these different things that they're used to, and they've never phoned their mate's house number and had to go through the dad to get hold of them ever. They don't even answer the pissing phone. You know, they don't, they have a very different way of living and they're going to have a very different expectation of work. They're going to have a very different, and they're going to be smart. You're going to say, get hold of that person. They're going to go, all right, well, how could I get hold of them in a different way? So the truth, what I'm trying to say, and I'm going to keep saying is the old way of working isn't dead. And it, I think it's an, it'll be an edge if you can keep it up. But you have to adopt it. You have to adapt to the new way as well. You have to have the. You, you have to layer on top the new ways of working. And a lot of the people that say "fuck that," cold calling will never die. All oh, these bloody social media characters, they're frightened of it. They're genuinely scared of changing because they've been doing this job for twenty years and it's worked for them for that long. And they're like, Fuck, do I re- "Can I really be asked changing now with that bloody tic tac?" And you know. My mum said, what did she call it? Um, my, oh, yeah, she was like, I love listening to your pod chat. I'm like, it's not a pod chat, mum, it's a podcast. But the truth is, you know, this for a lot of people, especially in the, in the, in the later stage of their career, this is, this is not welcome. This is, so they'd rather say, nah, get on the phone, smash out, do exactly what I've done for 20 years because it worked for me. That's the attitude they're going to have. But you're going to have a different mindset in the people that you hire. You're going to have a different mindset in the people receiving the conversation, you know, the clients are going to be, you know, your hiring managers are going to be early 30s. They're going to be tech savvy. Then they're, they're going to be just the same. So we need to be on board with the way that um, the way that the world's moving. We need to keep hold of what's good and we need to adapt to what's, you know, to what's even better. Um, mums are great. My mum is amazing, Leisha, very much so. Um, so one of the one of the things I just I thought I'd bring it up, right? One, if I look at my podcast, um, sorry, if I look at my my content strategy and I look at my academy, the main the main questions I get asked, I thought I'd just release a couple, like just talk through a couple of them for you. Um, and the first, the, the probably the number one question I get is, where does where where do we come up with content ideas from? Like, where does it where does it come from? Like. I always ask the question, do you class yourself as a creative person? And I'd say about 60% of recruiters would say no, which is, I think it's probably an accurate representation. You know, we don't have to be the most creative. We're, you know, we're very, we're go-getters, we're entrepreneurs, we're, we're, we're action takers. Um, 
the fact is we are we have already got the creativity locked away. So for me, whenever whenever people say they're not creative, I can usually ask a couple of questions and, and it changes their mind. So when it comes to content, every single person who asks that question says, if I knew what to produce, I would get on with it. It's not a case of procrastination. It's stage fright and lack of education. I don't know what to do. I fundamentally do not know what to do. So um, my advice and what I've learned is that it's all based on your job. It's all based on what you do. So content comes from the experiences you have. It comes from the the market you serve. It comes from the people you work with. If you sit there and try and pluck a content idea out of thin air, you're wasting your time. You know, it has to be based on the questions you get asked. So this content I'm talking about, this is content creation right now based on a question I get asked, you know, how do we do it? Well, I'm going to tell you. So what questions do you get asked? You know, what questions do you get asked? What are the most, what are the most common things your customers ask you in the recruitment process or the candidates? What are the most common objections you face? What are the most common pieces of advice you offer? You know, I remember when I was a recruiter, I used to recruit contractors and I used to take contract recruit uh, project managers and business analysts from being permies into contracting. Not always, but a lot of the time. And the amount of times I got asked how, you know, what, what do I logistically need to do to become a contractor from, you know, setting up a limited company to working out my tax and payroll and NI contributions and just, just the logistical stuff that permies don't know about contracting. I used to, I had this like internal script in my head that I used to reel off on the phone. And, and sometimes I was on like autopilot. I was like, oh my God, not another. And, and people in the office used to laugh be like that. You got it again? I'm like, yep. Um, and I never realized that if I'd have just released that on LinkedIn, even back then, if I'd have just been like, look guys, I get asked this question every day. So I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to answer it to the open domain. I could have helped more people. I could have helped more and more people. And that is genuinely like important to me is helping people. You know, it's about, so content comes from the questions you get. It comes from the updates in your business. It comes from the things you're doing. Um, and it comes from the life you lead. You know, again, Leisha, to use you as an example, who's listening on LinkedIn Live, someone who is very open about personal life, things you've been through, you know, ex-husband, daughter, or the, the, the personality of, of you as an individual comes through in your content. And, and as a result, is is building you a really strong brand in my opinion, really, really, really strong brand. Um, and I've, you know, I've been very, I've been very um, open about my life pretty much since day one, to be honest, since I was a recruiter, I used to share a lot. I used to I landed in London from Australia. And I remember I was so nervous talking about the market because I didn't know anything. <laughs> I, I found I was more comfortable talking about what I did know. So I used to tell everyone, I've just got back from Australia and I've moved to Clapham and I live with my mates and, you know, I'm really up for this. I'm really committed to this challenge and, you know, I'm a Man City fan and I used to tell all these stories and what happened was all my colleagues thought I was like just, you know, some big-headed guy who loved the sound of his own voice and I used to get the piss taken out of me. I used to go to the pub on a Friday and they'd be like, here he is, get your flip-flops on, you Aussie and all this stuff. I used to get loads of shit. Um, but... What happened was six months, nine months later, I started doing more deals than everyone else. And it started to really pay off for me. And I used to then get people asking me, Sean, can you just give us some advice as to what you're doing differently? And the only thing I could work out I was doing differently. You know, there's loads of little things I was good at. But the one thing I noticed that no one else in the office was doing was 
I was sharing a lot more about me. I was sharing so much more about my life. And therefore, clients and candidates were sharing more about their lives with me. And we were building really, really strong relationships that went way above and beyond the, 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 you know, the transactional stuff. So I called it the personal pitch back then. This was before content. I got all my team, like Adam and Dominique and all the team, I got them to write down a personal pitch, which was what was their story pre-recruitment? What's their story now? Like, What is their life? Forget recruitment. What's their life like and where do they want to be? I got them to talk through like the past, present, future, which is often my methodology for a lot of things, um, and write it down and practice it. And I said, you know, on every call for the first three months, I want you to tell them a bit. I want, I want you to get in somehow. I want you to wedge in a bit of information about yourself. And they were really uncomfortable. I remember they fucking hated it. Um, but after a few months of doing it, it became more natural. And then the quality of conversations went through the roof and they started performing so well. Um, as a team, we started performing better. And, you know, that was the foundation that then led to my approach at Hoxo of going personal on LinkedIn before most people did. You know, I put stuff up about my wedding and my wife and my dog and my family and my friends. And at times the people have, like, this is not Facebook, piss off. I had loads of messages about it. And I didn't do it because I thought it was Facebook. I did it because it fucking worked on offline. I did it because I used to be able to talk about myself and open people up when other people were trying to get hiring managers' names and interview the fuck out of people. I was like, I'm going to subtly find all the information out I need, but I'm also going to enjoy this conversation at the same time. I'm going to share about me. I'm going to find out about them. We're going to have a laugh. And even if I don't place them, I'm going to try and help them. And hopefully long-term, they're going to enjoy the experience of working with me. And they're going to come back and they're going to come back and they're going to come back. And, and that's exactly what happened. So online, it's exactly the same. It was no different. It was about how do I share my life, my personality, my thoughts, my fears, you know, the things I was doing, the things I was up to with people. And, and, and guess what? People shared back. People told me things, people built relationships. Um, and it's been, it's been incredible. I, you know, I've had some really dark times in the last few months and the amount of people that check in that just message and phone and they, 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 they the, the bonds you build with people when you're open are absolutely incredible. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, Producing content comes from you. It doesn't come from a textbook. It comes from the job, the niche, the market, the performance, and the life you lead. And, and if you can combine all those things with a systematic, in a systematic way, that means you're consistent when you're producing that content, then you will build a brand. It's, it's, a, it's a proven formula. Um, and, I, and that's what my academy does. My academy takes people from the very early stages of not you know, knowing what they want to achieve. They want to be consistent online. They want to be like Alicia Holmes. I'm going to keep mentioning you now. They want to be like, you know, they want to be someone who's consistent, who's engaging, who's confident, and they don't know where to start. And we build that back from the end game. We build it right back. And, and you know, it's a proven methodology that works. So um, that's the number one question I've been asked. And every week I want to pick a different question. I'm going to talk about a different question that comes up, and I want to give you give you the insights that I give to my, my clients. Um, so going into 2021, you know, we were in a really unique place. The market, in my opinion, has probably moved on. I'd say five years in five months, six months. 
We've adopted technology, we've adopted ways of working that probably most people weren't expecting or even thinking about in 2020, which means 2021 will be more aggressive than we would have expected on on this whole tech and digital front. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm super, I'm actually really excited. I think with the latest vaccine vaccine news, whether you're a, you know, anti-vax or not, is uh, I'm not getting involved in that today, but the truth is the, the signs look positive. I'm I'm optimistic that next year we're going to be, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see some strong bounce backs. We're gonna be in a in a good position, and um, I'm super excited to to support as many people in our sector globally as possible. Starting with UK and Australia, two markets that are very close to my heart. I've worked in both of them. I've got client. Most of my client base sits in those two markets. Um, we're gonna focus on those two markets between now and Christmas. Um, so look, we're live on LinkedIn. Has anyone got any, has anyone got any questions they want to ask me? Has anyone got anything they wanted to, you know, want me to share before, before we go? Um, if not, you know, if you, if you're thinking you wanted to ask some questions, then you can also always turn up live on, on it on, on Thursday, or you can, you can contact me via LinkedIn as well. Um, I've really, you know, I've really enjoyed spending time with people over the last two years on this show. I've really enjoyed listening to the stories and you know i'd say if i if i could choose one element of my job that i do to stay if, to be like the the number one thing that i do would be my podcast i love it more than anything so i'm 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 more than excited to be back twice a week um i want to thank the sponsors odro and vincere that have been incredible these guys have supported me through through the whole of lockdown um and continually do um as we uh, we've got a shared mission, we want to we want to help the industry globally. We want to we want to build a modern recruitment company. We we all agree that the, the way the market is going is different. So it's amazing to have those people on on our side. Um, but guys, I'll be back on Thursday, eight o'clock. Um, if you're listening on the iTunes Store, please do us a favor. Um, please get on there and give us a give us a rating. Um, Apple works on an algorithm that the more ratings you get, the more people you know that listen. Um, also, if you have listened today and you've enjoyed the show for the first time or however many times you've listened to The Rag, please do share. I don't ask for money to listen. I ask for people to share with others who they think will benefit. Together, our industry will survive this pandemic and grow at an exponential rate together. If we all sit in silos like we have in the past, you know, we won't move as fast. So um, please, please, please share with people outside of... Um, people outside of our industry. Um, oh, sorry, outside of your business, outside of this, of, of your route, wherever you are today. And let's get more and more people working together to, to survive next year. Um, I'll be back on Thursday, but in the meantime, you stay safe and I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online and we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now we're managing the marketing for so that involves strategy content creation distribution systems process and leads generated having been recruiters 
and marketeers, we can not only build your brand, but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters, and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support, you build your marketing as a, as a supplier that acts as part of your team or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much, and we will see you again soon.